Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. We seek to encourage the local church to grow in right belief and right action by meditating on our infinite God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Philip Long. And my name is Alex Cook. Welcome to the podcast. Alex, hey, we are welcoming people back for part two of the Master's Mission 25th Anniversary Banquet. Uh, the first group did a great job sharing about what God's doing. Tell us a little bit about part two. What's what's coming next here? Yeah, and so uh, after Dale Rooks, who you just heard, if you listen to part one, uh, next up is Drew Gunter, and he's going to be talking about Guatemala and uh, a lot of stuff that's going on there and how that got started. And then we'll have Philip Long, who is here with me, that's right. but also in the recording, and he's going to share about Mexico. And uh, that's probably one of the youngest ministries, which you'll hear all about that in this podcast. And then you'll have Alex Cook. Yep, who's here with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and you came up and spoke. Yeah. And then we'll have Dan Perry close the evening and share some stuff. He's been very close to the Master's Mission for a very long time. And he'll close the evening with a few comments and prayers. Yeah, great. So this is part two. I hope you enjoy uh, this second uh, half of the of the evening, the Master's Mission 25th Anniversary Banquet. folks. Uh, my name is Drew Gunter. I'm the associate pastor at New Prospect Baptist Church in Anderson, but for many years I had the privilege of serving just right up the road here at Cornica Baptist Church. And uh, over a 10-year period, I had the privilege of going to Guatemala uh, 16 times and became our home away from home. My wife, Lacey, went uh, a few times with us. We have six children. Our oldest three have been down there with us. My father-in-law had been, he spent his 70th birthday in Guatemala, he was our roofing man. We'd build houses and he would, you know, 70 years old up there on the roofs, uh, just putting roofs on houses. And um, I'll never forget the, in 2009, we were having a staff meeting and Daryl just happened to stop by the church one day and he kind of pitched the idea of doing joy boxes at the time in Guatemala. Uh, it, it turned into bags because the boxes weren't going to work, but uh, it really perked up my curiosity. I said, well, something that's never been done before. That's fun. You know, that that's kind of what we like. And gets us excited and and so got to go on that very first joy bag trip in December of 2009 and at the time we didn't know what we were doing and we we fumbled and bumbled through it but had an amazing experience and learned a lot and like you said we just kind of um we we just let them kind of lead and we just were the the hands and feet of Jesus but getting to share the gospel and uh seeing all the children uh Daryl joked on that trip I think one day i I spoke and got to share the gospel, and there was over a thousand kids there, not counting all the parents. And he said, "Your speaking fees just went up." And you know, I was like, I, "I'm putting on my resume. Yeah, I've spoken to thousands of people." And you know, it was like, "Yes." And uh, so, uh, our time in Guatemala has just been such an amazing uh, journey. That first trip of doing joy bags. Uh, one year, uh, my wife was on a trip with us. Lacey was with us, and. And she said, you know, we're not buying groceries this week. How about we go to the store and just buy groceries and what would have been our grocery budget? And let's just go the next day and, and give out food. So we asked Susie, said, can we do that? And she said, sure. 
And, and one of the things that we've loved about the master's mission and what a neat part of serving with the master's mission is the flexibility, the willingness to do whatever it takes to get the gospel to the people. You know, you don't always get that with other missions organizations. Um, some are very rigid and uh, a lot of control. And uh, sometimes it has to be that way, but it, sometimes it doesn't. But with Daryl, it's just, it's all about expanding the ministry. You know, I've heard him say that phrase several times, uh, just expanding the ministry. And so through the years, so that we went and bought the groceries and, and now uh, we, we feed villages. And so we'll raise money and, and we'll go down and feed whole villages at a time. And, and I think of how many houses got built. I'll never forget sitting at lunch with Eddie Burdett and Ware Shoals one day and Daryl pitched the idea of building houses in Guatemala. We, we weren't doing that yet. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's going to be a challenge. But with Daryl, you know, if, if you've known him at all, he's one of the very few people on the planet I'd run through a wall for if he asked me to do it. And uh, so I always know that if I'm eating lunch with Daryl, that means there's been some vision and we get to be a part of carrying this thing out. We don't know how, but we know something's about to happen. And so two years ago, uh, we had a trip planned, Daniel Royster, uh, we, we would partner with First Baptist Abbeville, so I'd bring my youth group, and he'd bring a bunch of kids from his youth group, and, and uh, we, we did a trip, I think seven years, this would have been our seventh in a row, but, you know, COVID canceled that trip, and uh, we had had this whole trip planned out, and Daryl had called, and he said, hey, I need to talk to you about something, and so I, I texted Daniel on the way, and I said, Daryl's joining us, I don't know what's about to happen, <laughs> you know, because I knew, and so he ended up pitching this idea, we thought we were going to build a church, we had never done that before, and so again, never been done before kind of gets my curiosity. We ended up roofing the church, but Daniel and I, when we left, it's like, how are we going to do this? You know, we've, we've never done this, and that was a little beyond our skill set. Well, one of the guys that was with us was uh, a Mennonite guy, and he runs a, a roofing company. He, he builds pole barns and puts the roofs on, and so he's like, well, that's what I do for a living, and we were just like, okay then, you know. So, you know, we just know when Daryl says, hey, I've got this idea. Can I talk to you about something? You know it's going to be something really good. And, and I, I love the flexibility and the, the trust that Daryl, you know, his team leaders to just take the gospel and do what you need to do. So through the years, we got to see just hundreds of houses built. Um, uh, we, we've expanded the ministry to deliver water filters. We, we do water filters now. We build stoves. We've partnered with orphanages. Uh, so if, you've, if you're in this room and you've ever been, um, Casa de la Paz, is, that's the battered women's shelter that we've kind of partnered with, and a guy named Neil Albertson runs that, and it, it's a beautiful ministry. And so what has happened is, is, you know, folks go, and they're just willing to serve and willing to do whatever, and just door after door after door gets open. I can think of, I wish I could just sit up here and tell stories. I, she was like, did you write anything down? I said, no, because if I start, I said, there, there's too many memories, you know, of sharing the gospel with a witch doctor in San Pedro and being in the back of his little witch doctor shop and blowing out candles in the, the, the scary room, you know. I was blowing out the candles in the skulls. I was like, nope, nope, nope. You know? I, I was like, you know, I was casting out demons walking through that place, scared to death. And, uh, you know, but just too many stories, you know, I, I would never stop. And so, but so if you've ever been, you've seen it. And, and I think of, of all the things that have to happen down there. I think of Cristobal, who, who is like a modern-day Paul, who uh, during the scariest time in the 80s and, and 70s and 80s during the Civil War was going around planting churches in the scariest place. And he's like a little Guatemalan gangster. He's like this tall with slick back hair, dressed to the nines, wears sunglasses. And, and he's the most uh, humble, godly man. And so we'll be in a village, and it'll just be utter chaos. And uh, he'll just grab a mic, and he's got the softest voice, and he'll start talking in just a hush 
comes over the room and I think of everything he's done and, and the partnership we've had with him. I think of Marcos at the hotel. I think of, uh, of this, this godly man who tore down his home next door to his hotel to build a bigger hotel. And, and people in town thought, oh, here's Marcos. He's, uh, what a greedy man. He's building this bigger hotel to get rich. But he did it to house missionaries because the teams were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And God was doing this great thing in Guatemala. And he said, I've got to take care of the missionaries. So he tore his house down and built a bigger hotel next door. I think of things like that. And then you're going to see a video of one of my favorite people on the planet, Miss Susie. Um, I tell her all the time, she's the hinge that the door swings on down there. Nothing happens without Susie's involvement. She, she stands between all these things, the, the moving parts that are happening down there. And sometimes Susie will be so worried about us that she'll, she'll never share with us what's going on in her life. Sometimes she'll be, she picked us up from the airport one time and we were, we were at her house one night and and we noticed there, I was like, Susie, okay? She was like, yeah, I, I, I was in the ER last night, but I'm good. And we're like, what in the world, you know? And she wouldn't tell us this stuff. And I was like, Susie, you're not an employee, you're family, you know? And, and we're all in this together. And so just so many memories, so many great things down there. Uh, like I said, thinking of my children and my wife and my father-in-law and how it's impacted my family. It wasn't just me doing trips. I mean, it impacted my family. And so I think of the young people that we took that are now in college that were giving away their summers uh, on BCM trips and things like that because they got hooked as middle school and high school students on missions in Guatemala. And I think of those kind of memories and I think of the, the lasting impact and, and people saying, hey, you know, um, I, I never would have fallen in love with missions if it weren't for Guatemala. And I'm like, well, it never would have happened if Daryl hadn't walked in and said, hey, will you go to Guatemala? So a lot of times in my life and my journey, and the experiences I've got to have, usually I can trace those back to another time somebody else was obedient first, and it opened up the door for me to, to be obedient. So, Daryl, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be a part of the Master's Mission. To, to uh, Like I said, you're one of the few people on the planet that I'd, you know, I'd run through a wall for. So if Daryl ever calls you and says, I've got an idea, don't be scared, as, as, uh, as intimidating as it may sound, because uh, it, it's a vision that's going to be good. Thank you so much for being here and celebrating. It's such a neat thing. If you've never been to Guatemala, uh, it is the ultimate, I think it's, it's one of the greatest first mission trips you could go on. It's a great entrance to international missions. So uh, if you ever have any questions, you know, uh, I'd be glad to, to tell more. Alex and I have been on a trip. My son Tag, we were, we were on a trip together. That's how Alex and I met on a Guatemala trip, and so all these memories and connections. I'm looking out in the crowd, and, and I can tell stories of the memories that we've had together on these trips. So uh, it's an honor to be here. Daryl, thank you for everything you've done through the years and your obedience and faithfulness to the gospel. And uh, we're, we're all, we all get to experience this because you said yes one day to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? You know, you said yes to Jesus, and we get to experience this. It's really cool. Thank you so much. Hi there, my name is Philip Long, and I pastor Infinity Church, and uh, I've been given the great privilege uh, of speaking about Mexico tonight, uh, but I'm not the most qualified person in the room to do that. Uh, Alex certainly should be, but uh, he's wearing a lot of hats tonight, and so I jumped at the opportunity to take what should be his role and, uh, and to share with you. Um, I have been uh, to Mexico uh, twice on the Master's Mission, so not quite to 20. 6, 22, or 16, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it and, uh, and hope that, that that number will get up there. Um, Alex and I have talked a lot about missions uh, over the years. I've known Alex, 
And uh, I, I joke with him. We, we compare places like the International Mission Board to the Master's Mission. We always call these faith-based missions. Uh, and I'm not sure what that says about the International Mission Board. But uh, we just, we, we love the International Mission Board, of course. Um, but I, uh, John just commented on the, the flexibility uh, of the Master's Mission and what I love, just this isn't in my notes, but just in listening to the, to the stories tonight, just how many different things are happening because there's just this openness to the Lord's leading. Whatever country, whatever town, whatever ministry shows up uh, where God just says go. And, uh, and there's been so many obedient people that have just been open to that call and be willing to go. And so I'm grateful that I've had uh, opportunities to be... Uh, one of those people who get to follow where, where that leading has been. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just really grateful for the Master's Mission and grateful for it. You know, my, my uh, you know, personal indebtedness to the Master's Mission is not quite as deep as a marriage, uh, but it's pretty close. Uh, so I sir, went on a mission trip with the Master's Mission and with Alex uh, when I was serving at a previous church, and my call to Infinity Church to serve where I pastor now and to where I live in Fountain Inn came through the connection through Alex and then to Infinity. Uh, Alex took a vision trip to uh, the rural parts of Mexico, Sierra Madre Mountains, in the fall of 2017. He was there on uh, Dia de los Muertos, which is the end of October, 1st of November there. Uh, and so he's got lots of interesting stories. I don't know how he survived that trip. Lots of question marks there, but he did. And uh, decided to take people back with him the next time. Uh, so they started taking the joy boxes there, uh, and he found uh, this little town, Halitla, Mexico, which uh, we've called the Brevard uh, of Mexico. It's this little uh, kind of touristy little town up in the mountains. But what's so strategic about that town is that all from that town, within just a couple hours' drive, you can reach so many different people groups. Uh, because there's so many indigenous groups that live up in these mountains. And for many of them, uh, they either don't speak Spanish or their Spanish is their second language. Uh, there are Nahuatl and, and Huasteca people groups. And within those two languages, there's a dozens more languages. And so what's really great about that area that Alex put his finger on, you know, Alex had been in all these different places. And uh, he's like, man, there are, there are unreached groups right here. And we just think of unreached as being, you know, all these groups in India and the 1040 window, and there are, and we need to be there, and that's important. Uh, but here's a group that's just, you know, a couple hours and a flight to Houston and a couple hours south of Houston on a flight, and you're there, you know. And, uh, and that's just such an important ministry. So Alex put his finger on that and has been pushing us uh, to go. So 2018 was the first joy box trip uh, where they passed out uh, hundreds and hundreds of joy boxes there. I went in July of 2018. And that was, uh, those two trips were through uh, a, a, an awesome man that I hope you know named Jerry Hartledge, uh, just a great, a great man of the Lord that we just really enjoy, and uh, just a, a, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, but then later, I think it was later 2018, when uh, the Master's Mission Alex got connected up with the Watson family, so Brandon and Heather Watson, and so our trips forward uh, through Halit, in, in Halitla and through there uh, have been through that partnership with the Watsons. Um, Alex went uh, in 2019, Thanksgiving, or t so 2019 was the Joybox trip, 2019, Thanksgiving, he took a couple um, McCall staffers there, and I could put this timeline together on my own just by going to Alex's pictures on Facebook, because he doesn't post any other pictures except for uh, when he goes on a mission trip, so you can find that date yourself, 
2020, uh, this year we went in January on a Joybox trip, so that was my second trip there. And then Alex is headed back in November, and Lord willing, we'll take Joyboxes January 1st through the 8th uh, in, in 2021. Uh, so I wanted to speak to this partnership, and it's been great, you know, not knowing what was going to be shared tonight in each of these groups, you, we have all been able to point to uh, a local partnership as the, the strategic hinge for, for ministry there. And, uh, and we've said this a lot of times, that short-term missions is not the, the end-all. Short-term missions is an adrenaline shot in the arm of a long-term mission effort. And uh, without these people on the ground, boots on the ground year-round, uh, our short-term missions would just be a flash in the pan that then disappears. And so I love that about each of these things that have been said tonight is that we're, we're not just about, you know, let's get behind this one week and we're done. We're, we're about what's happening year round there. And uh, it's been great, you know, especially with COVID and the, the, the number of trips that have been canceled. Ministry hasn't stopped. It's just changed. And we've had to be strategic of finding creative ways to get money to Mexico and Guatemala and, and, uh, and different places in Cuba. So uh, the, these partnerships have been really good. So one of the, the main ones for us in Mexico is a family named the Watson family, family Brandon and Heather Watson. They're originally from God's home state of Alabama. Um, <laughs> however, they, uh, their sanctification process is still ongoing because they still root for the University of Alabama. And so we're working on that with them. Uh, but we, they, they love Jesus, so we know God will change their heart eventually. Um, <laughs> So Brandon and Heather, uh, they, not long after they met, felt a, had, a, had a call to, to ministry, called to missions. They've been in Mexico over 20 years. Uh, they have three children. Uh, Christina is uh, 18 or 19, I believe now, and has an, an, her own ministry. Of her, of her, I mean, she's a Mexican citizen, dual citizen, so she's able to do some things that, that uh, her parents can't do, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Josh is probably turning 16 soon. Um, great translator. But all three kids speak great Spanish, great translator, incredible ministry. Josh has spina bifida, and to anybody else on the mission field whose child you know, gets diagnosed with such a major medical uh, issue, they, you know, so many people you know, have come home for that, and they've stuck it out. They've found a way to continue to care for Josh, and uh, he's been through two major surgeries this year back in Alabama. And, uh, and they uh, have had, you know, of course, with COVID, all kinds of other things going on. Um, AJ is nine going on 10, and uh, awesome to see even a child at that age in the ministry he can have uh, connecting with children there in Mexico. Um, so, yeah, great family and uh, great things that are going on uh, through their ministry. We, one of their main uh, strategies and, and plans there is they raise up local church pastors, Mexican pastors there, and uh, these guys are just so inspirational. The, 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 the amount of time and effort and energy they give to the work of the gospel, uh, it's just powerful to see their passion and their enthusiasm, and uh, you know, it's not about, they're not chasing the money or you know, uh, whatever. They're, these guys, they just genuinely love the Lord, and so it's awesome to see the way the Watsons are raising them up. Uh, originally, the Watsons started as a, a Pentecostal uh, from, sent, sent out from a Pentecostal, Pentecostal uh, mission-sending organization. But about six or eight years ago, I think Brandon said, uh, his family went through a major theological shift. And uh, the, kind of the first catalyst to that was a Paul Washer sermon 
uh, called Shocking Youth Message, which is a, you know, has a bunch of, like a million views on YouTube or whatever. And uh, it just made, made them uh, be clear, make sure they were understanding clearly the gospel and making sure they were proclaiming that in a clear way there in Mexico. And so they became much clearer on explaining you know, that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, as revealed in Scripture alone. And so we uh, just are benefit, beneficiaries of that partnership because of a, a, of a revolution that happened in, in their own understanding on the mission field. And so it was awesome. And so I think when uh, Alex heard you know, him quote Paul Washer, he was like, we're going to be best friends for life. <laughs> and so uh, that has certainly uh, been a great, a great connection. Um, they, are, they have, I think, the number back in January, so who knows, this probably has grown since then, but when I was there in January, the number they gave us was about 40 or 45 different works, is what they call it, kind of throughout the, the, the mountainous region there, the Sierra Madre Mountains. And so that work could be anything from just, you know, there's one believer or an area that's got no believers they're reaching out to, to a full-fledged planted church with a local pastor and growing ministry. And so they have all these different areas they're working in. They're raising up pastors, uh, and they call these pastors missionaries because many times they're going into different places. Uh, many of these guys, like uh, David, one of, their, one of their key pastors, speaks Huasteca, Nahuatl, and Spanish, and he's picking up English you know, from, from the Watson family. And so just great men of God uh, doing great ministry there. A couple years ago, God gave uh, the Watson family a ranch, just outside of Halitla, and they are using that to grow coffee beans, and now they are roasting uh, and uh, selling coffee there in Mexico, and it's uh, a way that they're able to employ the pastors with a paying job so that they can then spend more time uh, on, in, in ministry. And so it's a really creative model that they're using that God, you know, it's just one of these flexible, faith-based, all right, God, you dropped this in our lap. What are we going to do with it? And, uh, and God's been using that in a big way. A couple, just, uh, I just want to end with two, two kind of theological distinctives I see in this ministry uh, and, and, one, and two reasons why I'm just really behind it and support it and, and, and all for it is that, you know, in the Great Commission, Jesus tells his disciples to make disciples of all nations. And, you know, I'm looking at all people that have been on mission trips, you know this, but that word nations is not geopolitical boundaries, it's ethne, it's about people groups, people, individual sections of believers uh, and individual people groups. And so Mexico is not one nation biblically. It's a whole bunch of different nations, of different people groups. And so this is uh, the Watson family, Hope International Ministries, their ministry, and all those pastors. They are reaching so many different people groups there in the mountains. And I just love uh, the way they're doing that. And what's important about that is that many of those are unreached. Um, and Alex and I were comparing you know, different calculations of that, the Joshua Project, even just this past week. But many of these areas have some Catholic influence. It's been mixed with different uh, indigenous things. But you can, you know, these are recorded like less than 2%, less than 1% evangelical Christians uh, here in, in Mexico. And you think they're right there. How could they not know Jesus? They don't. There's so many people who have no access. Sometimes it's a language barrier, a geographic barrier, whatever it may be. And uh, so the second theological uh, distinctive is that, similar to the way Paul's heart here, this is really the, the Watsons, one of the main things they're doing there. Uh, Romans 15, 20, uh, Paul said, Thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, 
and those who have never heard will understand. And so I just love that the gospel is going out to these unreached areas uh, through the Master's Mission and through this partnership with Hope International Missions uh, Ministries and, uh, and the Watson family. And I'm just excited to see the way God is blessing that uh, in powerful ways. I was telling the guys on the way over here, uh, I think the Watsons, like many of us, uh, have a little bit of cabin fever. We've been cooped up in 2020. It's been driving us all crazy. Because uh, just in the last two weeks, I think they've put out like six videos on their Facebook page uh, of ministry they're doing. And uh, they finally got to go out to the, to the places they normally go. And they're just so excited to tell people about it. So you could learn a lot about uh, their ministry if you just find them uh, online, their Facebook, their YouTube pages. Uh, but Lord willing, you, the, your joy boxes that I saw some stacked back here at Clint showed me here uh, at the church. Those joy boxes this is where they're going. They're going to Mexico and uh, continuing to make an impact. And we saw that big time in January where the gospel is being proclaimed and people are coming from all over because they hear, you know, there's going to be a gift, there's going to be this activity. And so the joy box just becomes this opportunity, uh, as Scott opened our night with saying, an opportunity to share the gospel. And that's, that's what it's all about. So thank you, Daryl, uh, for organizing uh, the Master's Mission. Thank you, for, thank you Alex, for hosting this. And, and again, I, I, I would have never known the, my, my church family had Daryl not come uh, to Cedar Shoals Baptist Church you know, five years, three or four years ago it was, and I said, Daryl, we, we need to make a shift in some of our missions. And he's like, well, I got this guy, Alex, who's in Mexico right now. Maybe you should call him when he gets back. And I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. And here we are. So I'm thankful for it and uh, grateful for what God's doing. Thank you. Well, thank you all for joining us this evening. And I'm going to begin to wrap things up. <clears throat> I want to share a couple of things and then... Uh, I'm going to share a video that we made that kind of sums up a lot of what the Master's Mission has done, what God has done through the Master's Mission these last 25 years. Um, but I want to say a couple of things first. Uh, one is uh, we have a donation bucket back there, and that's specifically for the food. Um, if we do have any surplus, it will go to the Master's Mission. Um, and I got a text message right before we started this event. Uh, there's an organization that has offered to double any donations tonight so we we receive um but that's not what tonight's about um we are thankful and that we can give to this ministry but tonight is about celebrating what god has done through the master's mission and so uh, if you do want to give you're more than welcome to and tonight whatever you give will be doubled um so that's that and i usually don't read from my notes but i don't want to get off track here and so i don't want to get emotional so i'm going to read what i wrote last week. <clears throat> this evening could be summed up by Psalm 66.5. Come and see what God has done, His awesome deeds for mankind. This evening is about what God has done through the Master's mission. We look forward to what God will continue to do through this organization. There is so much that God has done through the Master's mission in the last 25 years. This evening has only been a snapshot of some of the things God is doing. We really could be here all night if we were to share everything and every ministry that the Master's Mission is a part of. There are indeed many ministries here and are listening to this, and I know I can say that the Master's Mission is thankful to share in ministry with others for the goal of reaching those for Christ. 
We can be thankful and in awe in what God has done through the Master's mission in the last 25 years. When planning this event from the beginning, we wanted to make sure that this was not a celebration of people, but a celebration of what God has done. This evening is all about God. And at the same time, we can celebrate God, how he has exercised his faithfulness through individuals. I love the Master's Mission because the focus is not on man, it is on God. Daryl Rooks, who started this ministry 25 years ago, set out to keep the focus on God. That is why it is called the Master's Mission, because it is indeed God, the Master, His mission. With that said, I would like to take time to celebrate and thank God how He has shown us what obedience, faithfulness, perseverance looks like through the life of Daryl Rooks in the last 25 years. And so once again, I want to thank you all for coming out here and uh, us being able to take a step back and thanking and celebrating God for what he has done through this small organization, but has had reaching effects throughout the world. I'm going to ask Dan Perry to come up and close the evening in prayer. What a joy and a privilege it is for uh, me to be able to close our time together tonight. Um, I'm greatly humbled um, by the opportunity um, and very privileged um, to be able uh, to share with you tonight. Uh, now, Alex uh, did not give me uh, any boundaries on how long my prayer might be. Uh, so I think uh, if I can keep this under 45 minutes, we'll all be uh, pretty good. Um, so, uh, but I cannot close us in prayer without making just a couple of comments. Um, number one... Um, Daryl Rooks achieved in life what he never set out to achieve, and that is recognition, promotion, and appreciation. Because all of us in this room and our networks just multiply by the thousands and the tens of thousands how Daryl has touched each of our lives. But Daryl has one love in his life and that is the love of our Lord and Savior and he has done all of this in 25 years to gain nothing for himself or to bring any recognition to himself but he's done it all out of a pure heart of love for our Lord Jesus Christ and Daryl that impresses me so much about you um, the second thing that uh, I wanted just to make a comment about is what a what an um, impact Daryl Rooks, the man, has made in my personal life. I have been blessed um, that several godly men have come into my life during different times. And uh, when, when I was in great need back in uh, 2004, 2005, um, through a set of uh, God-ordained circumstances, I came to know uh, Daryl Rooks through the Master's Mission. And Daryl has been, um, I don't have but three of these in my life, but Daryl has been one of my spiritual mentors and one of the people that I go to when I need advice or when I have a problem and I, I need some help. 
and he's uh, been one of those for me, always there for me, uh, prays for my family every single day, and so, Darrell, I love you, and I appreciate you uh, for that. Um, I can't close us in prayer without one funny story, though, about Ukraine, John. I'm sorry, but I'm going to share this. So, um, Daryl and I and Eddie Madison, um, who has gone on to be with the Lord now, many of you know Pastor Eddie, we were on a joy box mission trip to Ukraine in January. I do not remember what year it was. But I remember that we were staying in Sasha and Tanya's home, Alina's parents. And I remember, uh, as usual, Tanya had fixed us a nice, wonderful meal, uh, just delicious. And we were sitting there around their dining room table. And Sasha had um, to go make a visit on one of the church brethren. So it is uh, Daryl, it is Eddie Madison and myself sitting around the table. And Tanya is there. And so um, Tanya brings out this pitcher full of this liquid. And we, the best we could understand what it was is it was made from birch trees, Alina. Is that correct? Is it birch tree juice? Okay. And so um, she was very excited for us to try this birch tree juice. And so she poured a little bit in each of our glasses. And uh, she went back in. Um, to the kitchen, and Daryl and Eddie and I, we kind of did like this, and we smelled it, and uh, then uh, she came back in, and we took a sip, and the best way I can describe it is that it was a cross between gasoline and kerosene, um, and, and it, it did not have a good taste to me. Now, the, the Ukrainians, they love it, and that, that's fine. And so uh, Eddie and Daryl and I are sitting there, and, you know, we're doing this kind of number like this. And uh, so Tanya goes back into the kitchen. Um, Daryl uh, reaches over, grabs Eddie's glass, pours the birch tree juice back into the pitcher. And so Eddie's glass is empty, and Tanya comes back around the corner, and we started as the best way that we could, talking about how Eddie loved that birch tree juice. <laughs> He, he just loves it. He, and so Tanya was so excited and she was so happy and she poured it. Pastor Eddie more birch tree juice. And Pastor Eddie is just looking at Daryl and I like he could just kill us. But uh, Daryl always had um, so much good humor and was so much fun um, to, to be around. Um, I can also tell you one other thing, a piece of advice that Daryl Rooks gave me that to this day, I still claim and I still hold on to. I'd never been on a mission trip before, but in the career that I had in sales, um, I had developed um, a very task-oriented, very goal-oriented, um, um, action-oriented, uh, uh, rigid schedule type of individual, and this is what I brought to my first mission trip there to Ukraine with the uh, joy bag, uh, joy box trips. And so we met um, down at, uh, at Ware Shows. We met at the, uh, the church beside the warehouse, and Daryl was telling the mission team that was going, he was giving us all the in instructions we needed and, and the things. And, and I remember this. I will never forget this because I have claimed it and I have used it a million times since then. Daryl said, I want to tell you all something, and this is the most important thing that I will tell you. 
And so he got my attention when he said that because we're going seven time zones away from home. And I'm like, "Mm, I better listen to this. Daryl said, you need to learn to be flexible. And boy, was Daryl ever right. And, And I have claimed that many, many times because in our goal-oriented, um, task-oriented, program-oriented spirituality, sometimes we forget that we just need to be still, we need to be flexible, and we need to allow Christ to work in the way that he works. And Daryl has done that for these many years. I want to just read a a couple of passages from Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 12. This reminds me so much of Daryl. Since God chose you, uh, God reached down, gave Daryl a vision for the master's mission 25 years ago, and Daryl was obedient to that call. And here we are, the beneficiaries in many ways, some 25 years later. God chose you to, to uh, clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And that describes Daryl Rooks so much to me. And then on later in Colossians, a couple of verses later, Paul writes this. He says, above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And that's a picture to me of what Daryl has done in his 25 years of ministry is reach out to people in love, share the gospel, and, and we have clothed ourselves in harmony. It's been a real pleasure for us to be here. Alex, uh, where's Alex? Raise your hand. Alex, uh, I want to thank you, my dear friend, for having the vision uh, early this year before the pandemic happened. Thank you for having this vision to celebrate this special night for the Master's Mission and all that God has done through um, the Master's Mission. Let's close in prayer. Our Father, what a great and humbling experience it is to be part of something that is so much greater, so much larger, so much bigger, Lord, than our individual selves. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Master's Mission. Father, we thank you for Daryl Rooks, and we thank you for the vision that you gave him, and we thank you, Lord, for the uh, obedience that he has demonstrated time and time again, the faithfulness that he has exhibited, Lord, that you will provide and you will give a path forward. And, Lord, how we've seen that time and time again, year in and year out. Father, we want to celebrate... you, Lord, we want to celebrate every salvation. We want to celebrate every rededication. We want to celebrate every restoration, every encouragement. Father, we want to thank you that you have given us the privilege to be part of sharing the gospel in these four different regions of our world and here in our states as well. Lord, we want to thank you that as we look out over our group tonight and all those that support the Master's Mission and all those that prayerfully support, financially support, Lord, and give of their time and talents, we want to thank you for the diversity that is here, Lord, Um, the different backgrounds of life, the different skill sets, the, the different abilities and talents and gifts. 
And Lord, how you have taken all of that and you've given us common and shared experiences in advancing your gospel. And Father, we want to thank you for the diversity in the body that allows us to work together closely and to be able to accomplish great things for you. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship tonight. Uh, bless us as we continue to share and laugh with each other. And again, Father, tonight is all about our risen Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, who died on the cross to save us from our sins and who lives and reigns forevermore. Father, bless the Master's mission in the next 25 years. May it continue, Lord, to reach the unreached, the unchurched, the unloved, and may we continue to share the gospel of Christ. In the holy and precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you.